You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practice Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barron, fresh off of vacation with my family. So I'm super pumped to be back uh, and very, very refreshed. And today... I discuss one of the most important keywords for the future of your success in your practice and in your life with a great coach, Heather Crockett. I'll give you the secret. It's the word no. And I take you on this journey together. Both of us take you on this journey of how I screwed this up and I couldn't say the word no. And it caused a lot of problems for me. But if you as a dentist learn how to say the word no, your life gets better over and over again. So I hope you enjoy this episode and we'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practice Show podcast. I'm so pumped you're here. I've been on a vacation, you know, for a week and one day and I'm coming back. I'm so excited. And I got Heather on. Heather is one of our amazing coaches, Heather Crockett. Can you just say hi, Heather? Hey. Hey. <laughs> Heather's <laughs> hey, awesome. Instead of hey, instead of hi. She holds a lot of responsibilities here and she is just an awesome uh, lead practice coach. And today we're going to be talking about a very important topic. I'm so pumped that you guys are here listening because we have a whole lineup of great things ahead. And um, our goal is to bring these things to you so that you get a little bit, a dose of something good that you could think about every day, whether you're driving to work, if you're driving to work right now and you're listening to this, or if you're cutting the grass, or if you're cleaning the garage, I always pick the things that I do. Like, I don't know what other people do. So like, I want, if you're listening to these podcasts you, as a dentist or a dental team, member or anybody who's, you know, actively involved in dental practice, you get a little piece of something that makes your life better. And today we're going to be talking about one of the hardest things I've ever had to deal with. I still deal with it. I'm a recovering dealing with this issue person. And the subject is a big key word for your future success. You have to learn this word and you got to use this word effectively because if you don't, it will destroy your life. So Heather, tell, tell us a little bit about you. Who is Heather Crockett? Say hi. I want people to know you before we get started. Hi. So I am a lead practice coach at Act Dental, as you said before, Kirk. I've been in dentistry over 20 years. I've kind of sat in every seat except for the doctors. And 
Uh, let's see. I live in Utah with my husband and my three kids, and I'm just really excited to chat with you today about this very important word. Yeah, and um, it's a very important word, and you're going to get to see both sides of the perspective. So if you're listening, you're going to see how Heather's an amazing coach. So she works with dentists, amazing dentists, and their teams uh, in how to build a better practice and a better life. And I'm going to talk to you about the philosophical part just as an entrepreneur. So Heather's actually maybe even going to coach me in this one. But uh, what's the big key word that somebody has to learn for their future? What What is it? It's a magic word. The word is No. Ah, I hate it. Even when you say it, it gives me cringes. <laughs> now, here, here, here's why this word is so important. So I'm just going to go there. I'm 52 years old. I have had this amazing company for 25 years. I've been blessed. I have done everything wrong that you could possibly do wrong as an entrepreneur. And there are lessons that you learn along the way. And you're like, wow, I wish I would have learned that earlier. You know, you guys have heard me talk about core values all these other things. And then you have coaches come into your life and thank God for coaches because coaches keep you on the rails. But a different, a difficult word that was really hard for me to learn was no. I said yes to everything. I have been clinically diagnosed as a wuss. I learned that from Patrick <laughs> Lencioni. I love that. And it's true. I hate hurting people's feelings. I am an eye on the disc profile. I love people. I love being around people. I feel like the word no is offensive. It's hard. It's like, if anybody asked, ever asked me to do it, I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And what you learn is when you're starting your business or you're starting your practice, you have to say yes. You say yes to a lot of things. Hey, will you help me with this project? Yes. Or can you see a patient in the evening? Yes. Can you do this? Yes, 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 yes. And it creates this inertia for your business. And it's important. You got to learn how to do everything. You know, like it's a good place to start. Whether you're working at Applebee's or anything, you just got to start somewhere and say yes. And then as you get to know yourself and you become more self-aware, there's a certain point where like, okay, I hate doing this. For some of you listening, it's endo. You know, you're like, uh, okay, I'm doing another endo and I hate endo. I should not be doing endo. And you learn, I should not be doing this. And then you say yes to it again. And you're like, ugh. Or you're doing a big case on a Friday. It goes into Friday afternoon and your family's waiting for you. Or you've been working horribly on Saturdays or whatever. And you just get to a certain point where you go, I can't do this anymore. And you find a correct word to say a correct way to say no. Tell me about the evolution. Heather, you've watched us go through this. You help dentists go through this. What do I need to know about this word and how important it is to the development of a dental practice? Well, Kirk, you and I were talking about just before we hopped on how the word no feels like it feels kind of icky when you say it and you, and you regret saying it like, oh, but to your point, and I'm going to, and I'm going to refer to you with this book that you just read to me an excerpt from that, uh, you can regret saying no for, for a few moments, or you can regret saying yes for days and weeks. Right. So as, as a practice owner and in our company too, if we say yes to too many things or the wrong things, then we're going to regret it for a lot longer. Right. And when we say no, we might regret it for just a little bit, but not quite as long as if we said yes to it. Love it. And the book you, that Heather's referring to, you guys know I love books, yes. is The EOS Life by Gino Wickman. I'm a big traction fan. I love everything that Gino Wickman writes. Uh, and on page 120, if you have it and you're reading along, he talks about discipline number six is say no and get to get to learn to say it often because 
you know, um, once you figure out what your life and your practice is all about, it makes it simple. Now here's, here's what's really cool. I've taught this for years. I learned this from somebody else. If you don't like saying no, find a different kind way to say it. Like these three words, love to can't love to can't. When somebody says, can you help me move on Sunday? And you say, no, it sounds horrible. You know what I mean? You're like, oh my gosh, you're a horrible person. But if you say, I'd love to, I can't. And you're really clear about it and firm about it. You're honoring their requests. You don't necessarily need to do that, but you're honoring the request. You let them know I have boundaries. Nope. Can't do it. If you say yes to it in any fashion, you spend thousands of hours. Now, you and I were talking before we hit the go button. You're going to learn this in your business. You're going to say no to evening hours at some point, and it's going to change your life. You're going to love being at home, and you're going to go, I can't even believe I used to say yes to patients at 7 p.m. You're going to say no to crazy stuff in your office, crazy culture things. You go, nope, we're not doing that anymore. I'm going to draw a line in the sand. Today is the day. And that's all you need to say to a team member who's crossed the line is today's the day we need, you need to decide if you want to be here because I'm not doing that anymore. That's a powerful day. A powerful day might be just the day you decide to stop doing endo. Now I keep picking on endo, but that's an easy one is like, no, I refuse to do it. And your schedule gets flooded with other things that you love to do. Guess what? You're happier. You're better at them. You need to decide what that is. Now, I will relate this to our morning. Now, again, I'm coming back fired up. I love coming back from vacation because I'm just on fire. I love it. And so we're, we do everything that we ask you guys to do. We follow one street, one page strategic plan that we determine every quarter what our priorities are. So Heather, how many priorities do we have for the next 13 weeks? I love this. We only have how many? Two. Two, two priorities. I used to have 92 in 13. And we have two priorities. One of them we're almost done with. And we just started the quarter. It's so great. It's so great to get two things done really well instead of trying to do 92. Um, what, we, what, what I mean by saying all that is this morning when we do our meetings, I'm looking at the one page action plan and our 90 day scorecard. And it just becomes so easy to say no collectively, even all of us like, nope, we're not doing that. Nope. One, we have a plan. Number two, we know exactly where we're going. This is what we want for you guys. You know, you just, it gets easy to say no to things. And what you're going to find is you pick up speed, you pick up traction. Everybody starts to believe in you. Um, so it simplifies your life. It's the great simplifier too. So um, for me, I agree with what you're saying, Heather. It saves thousands and thousands of hours. The other thing that happens for me, and I I'm sorry. I say this all the time. If you guys are listening, I'm officially playing the back nine of my life, which means everything has got to be about joy and it's got to be bringing me more time. And so when I say no to things, I just freed up a whole day. Like I can't yeah. believe I said no, like this Friday, I'm going to a family golf outing. I just said, no, I'm not working. So now I get to spend a whole day with family. What I want you guys to understand is there's so much power in the word. No, once you know what you're going to get, what you're going after. You can say no to things that steal your energy, pull you in different directions, waste hundreds of hours. It is so great to say no. What other things have you learned, Heather, as you've watched either us or other dentists with this no, this word, this magic word? I, I Well, and I, wa I want people to understand kind of, you know, why I wanted to talk about this today. And the reason is because there's so many good things that we can say yes to but there's so many great things that we can say yes to, right? right? 
And we need to pause and reflect on all of the things in our life, including our company practices, our work life. What, what are we giving up by saying yes to something good? Are we giving up something great in its place? Right. So when we're asked to do something or if we have an idea and something that we want to pursue, we, we need to stop and reflect for a moment. What am I giving up if I say yes to this? Right. Because in order to get anything, you have to give up something. It might be time. Mm -hmm. It might be choices. It might be a simple pleasure. It would make you happy right now, like a chocolate chip cookie. But you'd be like, no, let's just. So give us an example in dental practice that you see often, Heather, with what you just said. Well, I'm going to circle back to how you said the evening hours or weekend hours, right? Like, what are you saying no to if you are saying yes to having weekend and evening hours for your patients? You say no to your family and the reason you did this in the first place. Now, again, I don't care because I'm just going to tell everybody I'm on, you know, I mean, it's fun getting older because you don't care anymore. Like I had somebody say to me, a coach say, why did you have kids? And I was like, because and he stopped me and he's like, I don't need to know the answer. You do. And I was like, wow, that one hurt. Because I was going to go on this long, you know, explanation of, of how kids. And his point was like, you're traveling all over the country. You're trying to do all these things, be all these things to all people. And you know who you're leaving in the dust because you're justifying this for yourself. And I'm like, you're right. And so, listen, it's not perfect. There are times that you have to borrow you know, but you're exactly right. The evening hours are a big one. You know, for me, my biggest yes that I didn't say no to early enough was crazy, unacceptable behavior, but it wasn't behavior that I, you know, things happen in a dental practice. What I, what I didn't say yes to early enough was the core values thing, which allows you to say no to anything that doesn't fit the core values. Now, if you have teenagers, you know how this works too. My wife, Sarah, who's amazing, we've been married for 23 years, we've raised kids and we don't have the perfect family, but the word no is powerful in our family. Like teenage girls will, they'll lock horns with you. Like, come on. And then, you know, this is a parent. You got to pick and choose your battles. You're like, I'm just going to lose this one or I am not going to lose this one. And what's really cool is when you go, no, no, no. They go, wow, you're not messing around. And they go, no, I'm not. And they, you know, it, it hurts for 10 minutes. Then they get over it. And I go, okay, so you're not going to drive to the other side of the universe tonight? No. What are you going to do? It's just stay around with my friends. Oh, so we just went through all that for you to say, you're just going to stick around and hang out in the backyard. Yes. Oh my gosh. That was easy. That's a perfect illustration for me. But again, I think it comes down to this. You just got to ask yourself, am I enjoying any of this? Like uh, on the bigger scale and even on the smaller things, like there are tasks that I used to say yes to. And I go, I hate doing this. I'm terrible at this. And I used to convince myself I was good at it. And I'm like, no, I'm not good at it. And when you say no and you stop learning how to do these things, it's amazing how the rest of the group around you will rally to figure those things out. So um, I that love- That brings it. up a good point, Kirk. So um, I, I had another thought with dental practices because we, 
Like there's such a gray area sometimes. There's good things that we're saying yes to um, that we might be affecting other people. For example, if we're saying yes to a patient to same day treatment, but we haven't taken into consideration our team, which comes before the patient. And we don't, you know, consult with your dental assistants first. Doctors have a system in place for when you're going to do that same day treatment because your assistants will will be very upset if you do same day treatment for this patient and you're saying yes to the patient, but you might be saying no to your team, right? right? So, so it gets a little bit muddled there. So when you, when you get to a gray area, pause, talk to the people around you that that decision is going to affect besides yourself before you move forward. Yes. Love your point. Now here's another layer to this, write this down. Specific is terrific. Vague is the plague. I learned that from my friends that are really great in business. Once you get this all written down, you're clear, like same day dentistry is a great one. We have a lot of people that do same day dentistry, but they have written agreements, systems for how they do it. It's not an audible that the dentist calls when he or she comes to the line and goes, Omaha, Omaha, (laughs) Omaha. And let's just prep this dentistry in the middle of the day or at the end of the day. That will make people crazy. So the clearer you are, when you can get clear on your why, that's really important. It's easy to say no to things. When you can get clear on your system or your shared agreements, you can say no to things. If you are a dentist and you have more than 12 people, you have to have what's called a leadership team, which is a group of a few people that make decisions for the other people. Don't kid yourself and say, oh, I've got a team of 15. I can manage all this by myself. No, you can't. No, you can't. You need somebody else to talk to. You need a cohort. You need a partner. Somebody... Not, not necessarily a business partner, but somebody on your leadership team that you can be. Now, you don't have to agree, but you do have to be aligned. When you raise children, you know, however you decide to do that, and I get it, people have unconventional, like I don't want to get into this, you know, this whole thing about conventional families or not, because I hear that conversation all the time. But in my family, it's me and my wife. We don't always have to agree, but we do have to be aligned before we communicate to everybody else on the team. And it makes us easy, makes it easy for us to say no to things. Nope, 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 nope. Any crack in daylight between the two leaders or three leaders or four leaders in an organization, when they are not aligned, again, you don't have to agree, they're not aligned, it blinds everybody else in the organization. So if you're a three doctor partnership, and we coach a lot of three doctor partnerships, four doctor partnerships, I tell them all the same thing. You guys, as goes the leadership team, so goes the rest of the practice. Some of them are leading teams of 35 people or more or 75 people. And I tell them the health of this entire organization, and if you're listening, this is this could apply to you. It depends on the alignment of the three, four, five people at the top. And you guys got to be razor aligned. And what that also means is you got to know what to say no to. Nope, we're not doing that. It's not part of our plan this year. Because you have one entrepreneur or one leader like me who's like, I got a new idea. And they've got a new flavor of the day. You're going to destroy everyone's trust and the overall continuity of the rest of the organization. So um, I think it's an important thing. As you start to grow and mature as a business, as an organization, as a family, it's really good when you can say no to things. And also one more piece that I'll I'll add in this, 
is the aging thing only because I'm in that zone and Heather, you're way younger than, than I am. But like when you get older, you don't have the energy that you used to like even having friends over on the weekends, you know, I used to have friends over until whenever they wanted to stay. I'm like, now you're going home at this time because (laughs) I can't make it past this time or on a work day or work week. So it's really good when you can draw the line in the sand and you learn to say no. And what gets better is the more you say it, the easier it comes off your lips. Nope, we're not doing that. And I'm not telling you to be mean, but I am asking you to be clear. You're going to have idea suggestions come all your way. You're going to go, that's a great idea. Not for us this quarter. We might consider it next quarter or next year, but no, we're not going to do that. Instead, we're going to do this. So good. What you you said there, Kirk, is being clear, right? So if you haven't read the book traction, we love it. Kirk talks about it all the time. Read the book traction. It helps you and your team to get that clarity that you need in order to move forward and to know what to say yes to and what to say no to, for example, get those core values. It is, I I mean, we can't feel like we're beating a dead horse, right? We we cannot push that hard enough and clearly not like those core values have to be there. Your leadership team and uh, all, all the dental partnerships that you're talking about, that is really going to get so much easier when your core values are in place. Yes. Because they help you to make decisions, right? Jenny and I have been on podcasts with you, Kirk, where we say that's the third person in the room, your core values. They help you to make those decisions. Well, if a team member brings an idea or you have an idea or you have something presented in front of you, you have a decision to make. Are you vetting those decisions up to your core values? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so what you're saying is exactly true, Heather. You have to be able to do that. And I want to give everybody a, a, a homework, like an applicable exercise you can do. You guys know I'm a big fan of three by five cards. So I've got a whole bunch in front of me and I keep them in front of me just because I can scribble notes. Try this. Here's what I want you to do. If you're listening to this podcast, do it for one week. Just do one week. Grab a three by five card. Just put it in your pocket. Draw a line right down the middle. On the left, write love. On the right, right loathe things that you just don't love doing you know things i love doing things i don't like doing and when you run into a situation where you go okay i hate this i don't like what's going on here i don't like working evening hours i don't like doing this i don't like doing quickbooks which would be one of mine do you know (laughs) what i mean just write it there and my challenge to you is once a quarter take one of those things and remove it from your life permanently, whether it be once a quarter. Now, if you're really advanced, you could probably do this once a month. But Pete Dawson talks about the three by five card uh, where a a human being in dentistry built an amazing business just by keeping track of what he loved to do and what he could create value for other people. I want you to do the same thing. Something that you hate doing, just say no to it. Just say, nope, not doing that anymore. Or you can delegate it. Gino Wickman calls it delegate and elevate exercise where once a quarter you find out what you suck at and you stop doing it completely. And what you do is you get so much more energy for the things that you love. I promise you, if you're listening, I keep saying that, but I hope you're listening. Use the word no today a few times. You'll go, wow, they didn't really freak out as bad as I thought they were going to freak out when I said the word no. And you'll say to yourself, I just freed up hundreds if not thousands of hours of my life by saying no. Use the word no. It's not mean, it's helpful. It creates space and energy for other things that matter. 
probably matter more than the things you would say yes to. Any last thoughts you have on this one, Heather? It's crazy important to take time for yourself, for your family, for your leadership team, and for your entire team, right? Like I said before, just reflect on the decisions that you need to make, vet them against your core values, and get a little bit more comfortable with saying no, or I'd love to, can't. Love to, can't. Yep, love that. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And, uh, you know, just because I'm coming off fresh on vacation, I want you guys to experience this. I grew up in a very, uh, you know, lower middle class. My parents are still alive. We were, we just worked hard. Like my parents never really, we went on some vacations, but like never like extravagant or, you know, like my parents, my parents would take a week off from work and they would work on the house, you know, or work on the yard. That's, that's, so I love to work. And I was always nervous that I would leave a business and I'd come back and it just wouldn't be working. I'm telling you, dentistry is one of the greatest professions ever because you can say, no, I'm not going to work 13 weeks out of 13 weeks. I'm only going to work 11 weeks out of 13 weeks. Try it. I promise you. The practice will still be there. You'll produce more and your team will love it because if I work for you, I want you to go away so I can like you more. Like Angela said in a, in a team meeting not too long ago, she said, there's no vacation. Like when your boss takes a vacation, not funny, but kind of funny. So say, say no to work once in a while. It'll still be there. Your practice will still be there. It'll still grow. You'll give time to those things that matter that give you more joy. So Heather, thank you so much for helping me. You know, it's kind of a therapeutic session for me today because uh, it's so true. And I hope this has been helpful for you guys. So Heather, stick around. We say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practice Show podcast. You're going to see, we're going to offer up a lot more quick tips, things to help you guys in creating a better practice and a better life. So keep tuning in. We love having you here and we're super, super grateful. So until we see you guys next time, keep watching and or keep listening to the best practices show. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. Bye everyone. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.